All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Natty News Daily. It's Dan and James, no Leroy, and this is going to be an interesting episode. Um, obviously, we don't have a guest with us, but if you guys have been following Dan himself or a lot of our podcasts, you'll know that Dan competed and prepped throughout this entire year. So this is going to be a little bit of a recap of Dan you know, throughout his prep, his thoughts. We're going to try and stay a little bit of objective. Obviously, that's a little hard to do since it's Dan reflecting on Dan. Um, so that's kind of my job as moderator here. But we're, uh, we're just going to banter a little bit and see, uh, see where it takes us. I want to pick his brain on how things went, his thoughts, because he did compete in a lot of different organizations, as well as competed in different classes within different organizations. So uh, let's hit it, Dan. Take it where you want. Yeah, I don't know where you want to start. We'll probably just start from, from the top or from the yeah. beginning. I mean, I started prep. Mm-hmm. Really, I started dieting like very beginning of the year, like I don't know, was it January or whatever? You know, I stripped off like close to 20 pounds in like 10 weeks, something like that, a mini cut, got myself into decent shape. Um, and by by about May, and then right around May, I really started prep. Um, worked with Josh Bradshaw, who's who's awesome, he's my boy. Um, and uh, had plenty of time from there. I mean. Uh, yeah, dieted from started, you know, started the diet in in May, really like a contest diet at like one, it was like 172, something like something like that. Um, and then uh, I knew I was gonna be targeting uh, the Orton Cup. That was, that was a big, uh, big show for me. Um, with my OCB pro card, um, uh, that shows in Pittsburgh, it, it just made sense. So that was, that was, I forget the exact date, but it was, it was around the middle of October. So I knew I had plenty of time to, to get in shape for that. I was in good shape already. Uh, my upper half was pretty much in almost at, <laughs> at the beginning of prep, but, um, had, you know, lower half had, had a ways to go. Um, so knew I was going to do that in the middle, middle of October, Yorton cup, um, and was going to mix some other shows in there. I th- tossed tons of different shows around ideas, but, um, yep. Uh, work was crazy during that too, which was fun. Um, I had a lot of travel through like September and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I uh, opted my first show to be the Mr. America, which I, I jumped straight into the fire, um, mm-hmm. admittedly. Um, big show, uh, also chaotic. because. And, like, and for those listeners, this was your pro debut, correct? Correct, correct, Yeah. correct. Yeah. I mean, granted, I had plenty of time leading into it to, to get into decent shape um but it was it was a chaotic uh you know uh like i said with work i literally had a like got home from a work trip like a week-long work trip and left for atlantic city the next day so it was like just go 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 um lots of you know prepping food while i was on the road all that sort of stuff but uh managed it okay um had a little bit of a stressful peak week um for that show that was a saturday show um had a stressful like thursday driving through philly uh was i i timed my trip wrong well i mean i was like i got home and then the next day i had to leave and i i didn't really think that hard i was it, i was i had been taken i, I last like the last like three or four months up until like the last week or two i've been taking things like day by day so um, but didn't really think about that and, you know, got caught in Philly rush hour traffic and got into Jersey at a food shop, got to bed late. It was just stressful as shit. I, and then I was getting harassed with stuff. I don't need to get too far into it. Regardless, it, 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 it hurt my peak a little bit. Like um, I said, like I, what did I drive out on, on Thursday? Um, I look like shit on Friday. <laughs> like I look like shit. <laughs> on Friday morning, uh, I woke up, I'm like, man, I, I like, it's just, everything looks just soft. I just look soft. And I was like, shit, this is not good. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at myself. I'm like, God damn it. This is my pro debut. Like, I feel like I'm out of shape. This is not good. No bueno, no good, no go. I mean, I, I mean, and then I calmed down a little bit by, by Friday, just kind of de-stressed a little bit like i said there were a lot of a lot of things going on um like mm-hmm. we don't need to get too far into it but the stress definitely impacted the look quite a bit um but uh was you know in 
close contact with Josh the whole way. And, uh, you know, he made sure he righted the ship and, um, not, not that we really made any major, uh, changes of plans, but, um, well, I mean, even having, I mean, that's one of the benefits of having a coach, right? Even yeah, just having sure. that extra set of eyes, or even if you don't have a coach, have someone, if you're a new competitor for sure, or even a lesser experienced competitor, have someone that you can just bounce things off and send photos to. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, I'm right there with you. Like you can wake up and just be like, I have, I have royally screwed up. And then just, you need someone else saying like, no, you're going to be okay. Just like, wait it out, give just it time. It the body will do it for you. Yeah. 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 So that, that day of Friday, de-stressing woke up Saturday and the look was way better, like way better. Um, it, it, I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're in okay shape. I mean, I was still like, this is a pro show. Like I need to be in shape, in shape. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, got to venue, did the athletes meeting, which we don't need to get too far into that, but there was some chest thumping in that, but that's, that's an aside. Um, nothing too crazy, but Jeff covered it, cook covered it a little bit in his, his video. If you want to go to go to his page. Um, but, uh, yeah. And that was a, that was a 1 PM show or the pro show was at 1 PM. So once he had this meeting, went back to the Airbnb, went back to the venue. Um, and I was, you know, looking at myself, you know, backstage and, um, you know, uh, saw myself in the bathroom, like before, like, I don't know, like, actually i didn't i didn't i wasn't going on until like i don't even know like three or so because we were we were like open body I did, I did open bodybuilding in that show i should say that mm-hmm. um and we were like the last category so um i actually showed up at the venue at like at like one uh because the pro st- stuff started at one but we didn't go on to like 3 30 or something like that but mm-hmm. um anyways i looked at myself in in the, in the in the bathroom at the showboat and i was and i finally looked at myself i'm like okay, we're going to be okay. <laughs> we're going to be okay. And I was just like, okay, we're good. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, overall that, that show, you know, we went on about three thirty through prejudging. Um, uh, I was a little disappointed with they, they ran the, it didn't really affect me per se, but they ran the, uh, so they obviously put everyone out in the line, ran everyone through a little bit and then broke it up into two class to like a first, second call outs. I, I do wish they would have run. They basically ran us through like the relaxed shots, like real quick. And then immediately had, had two, two groups, which I don't know how good of a, a look they got it guys. Um, I was in the second call outs. Honestly, I didn't expect to be in the first calls. I did not deserve to be in the first calls just to be open about it. I wasn't expecting it. But I'm sure there were guys that were on the bubble. It, were, there was, it was a class of 15. So guys that were probably around, you know, in that 7 to 10 range, whatever, 6 to 10 range. I'm sure there were guys that were disappointed that, that it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I barely got a look and I got bumped into the, you know, second call outs, you know, at least. Right. You know. But that's that's an aside. Um, uh, so, yeah, did, did, you know, that my my brother, my my, my uh, neighbor growing up, Scott, came out to the show. So uh, that was that was really fun. Got to pose in front of them. And, you know, they 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 got right up in the in the front of the audience, which was awesome mm-hmm. um, and really appreciated that they were they were there to, um, you know, there to support. Um, I, I knew I held my own, too. I mean, I'd see myself backstage and, and you know, I got circled around. I felt pretty confident in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, went through prejudging, uh, got off stage. I was honestly very emotional. Um, Mm -hmm. just like the fact that I had made my pro debut, like I've been, it's shit. I've been dreaming, dreaming about this for years. And I, I knew I, I, I looked the part too, which was kind of part of my main goal is the season, just, just to fit in, like Mm -hmm. show that I deserved to be on a pro stage. I mean, I, I don't know if I've covered it here, but we've talked about it. Like, when I won my pro card, like the show I won was weak. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, it, it was a weak show. So I, I felt like I had something to prove. Um, but uh, came in, I mean, in general, a lot better than I was in my, in my, for my debut. Um, it, I was tighter than I was in my last show of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was seven pounds heavier. 
So, yeah. you know, yeah, I added about, more mass, yeah. about 10 pounds of stage weight because, yeah, seven pounds heavier and leaner. Like I, I had, you know, glute lines, which mm-hmm. takes heaven and earth for me to get glute lines. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, uh, you know, got a little emotional after afterwards, I, you know, which I don't get that emotional in general. But, uh, you know, it was uh, it was awesome. And there was, you know, a lot of a lot of cool guys around. You know, Angela was there. Hash was mm-hmm. there. So um had a lot of fun which was fun you know meeting like angelo for the first time and i'm crying so <laughs> um yeah, but yeah. uh uh yeah so. i mean that's that's what the sport's about really like not yeah. not everyone's gonna win not everyone's gonna place well but like you do it because you love to do it yeah and for the experience and then for the community right like yeah. i've met i mean look at us like you know, us and Leroy and, you know, all the people we've met just from podcasting, not even oh, just yeah. going to the competitions and stuff. So, it's yeah, been it's, amazing. Yeah. yeah. The, and, and, and to that note, like the camaraderie backstage, like uh, shooting the shit with Brandon Wattis, who's an awesome dude, you know, Mike Pucci, who's an awesome dude. Um, I met Jeff Cook through there. It didn't, didn't chat much actually at that show, like a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but we've chatted quite a bit since he's, he's, he's a good dude. Uh, Phil Ricardo Jr. has like an energy to him, like this warmth that he just radiates. Like Mm -hmm. he's a tremendous guy, like so many great guys. Um, And that's kind of what I, 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 you know, picked up on it that, that this shows that there's, you know, a lot of these guys are just, are just genuinely good, good Mm -hmm. people. Um, Which I think at the top level, you kind of like, these guys have kind of proven themselves. So to speak, I mean, they're, they're fending for, you know, top placements, but you know, they don't, you know, they've made it to pro level and they're, they're good pros. So, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, genuinely, you know, deep down, you know, good dudes. Um, that show did run pretty late, uh, it ran to like nine or nine 30, which I kind of felt bad for Matthew, my brother and Scott, but, uh, it was a great show. I mean, deep lineup and, um, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you have any other questions. I mean, I, I played. No, I just, I, we kind of talked about that show in general being, I mean, I could see that show growing each year in popularity yeah. to be one of the biggest natural body building shows. And I think, I think it has that potential Dude, the lighting, lighting and photography were on point, like mm-hmm. the, the flag in the background, man, it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was cool. That, that venue itself is pretty cool. I mean, that's where I completed yeah. my first show. It wasn't the, the America at that point, but yeah, that showboat's an interesting place. Um, I love the fact that the venue's in the hotel cause it's a casino and hotel. So you don't have to travel and worry about some of the logistical stuff. Um, I know you stayed at an Airbnb, I stayed in Airbnb like if, but yeah. yeah, if you're in the hotel, like literally I walked, I was in the room and I went down two levels and boom, there's the venue. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And it's, it's a so legit easy. hotel. It's not like a rinky dink, like, yeah. like the, the venue that they have in the hotels is legit. I mean, the lighting was like, you know, the best yeah. of it, which is funny because yeah. those photos from that show are, are my best photos, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but, um, fantastic uh, area. Um, yeah, I, I think. And the fact recommend that, show. that it has such a good title, right? Like everyone wants to be Mr. America. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it is an unsanctioned event, it kind of sets itself it aside draws, from everything. It has that draw. And it, yeah, it pulls people from all over, everyone fighting for that title, which is interesting because if you know, the OCB has made some guidelines about their pros not being able to compete in unsanctioned events. You want to know my opinion? and I'd i'm gonna be crude i don't i actually don't i drop f-bombs off the podcast but on the podcast fuck the ocb for that that yeah if you're thinking about doing it compete at mr america and make make them ban you mm-hmm. that's that's my thing i'd say that as that's... a pro they're not paying you man like mm-hmm. they're not paying you like yeah, we, we could go on a whole podcast talking about the, the certain restrictions that organizations try and place on their athletes. If you if a pro athlete were like the true pro in the classical sense, where you have contracts, paid contracts and obligations, I can see that, right? Yeah. Because you're a professional, you're representing the organization. And we still are, well, not we, because I'm not a pro. You still are, right? As your pro, but there's no financial incentive. There's no obligation. So what's to hold you to not compete and try and make a name for yourself and, and just enjoy the experience, right? Like exactly. it's, there's no benefit, right? If an organization's, any organization 
truly believes in their testing practices, why does it matter what the other organizations are doing? Exactly. Because if they're cheating and you truly believe that you can catch them, you'll catch them when they compete with you, right? They're trying so, to monop- they're trying to monopolize things, which mm-hmm, uh, we mm-hmm. don't need to get too far into the tangent, but I'll just say that the Mr. America had 15 open bodybuilding competitors, Yorton mm-hmm. had 8. Yep. So and that wasn't 15 schmucks. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, but uh, world class top level body. Yeah, the top six. It was it all, was deep. All generations, you know, that's yeah. the greatest thing too. I think it had, was the youngest guy at the show, actually, yeah. which is funny. But yeah. Yeah. It was it was yeah. a really good lineup and it drew a lot of good people. So I yeah, I really think the Mr. A's is a, a show to watch, a show to go to, even if you're not competing, because uh, I think they're gonna put on a, a really good uh, organized well-run show especially after they've got this first one under their belt or i guess second one technically yeah since yeah 2020 yeah i was think they're, they're gathering i think they're gathering momentum so mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. yeah so i placed 12 out of 15 that show which i think i probably could have gone as high as maybe 10 or something like that um but you know end of the day i beat three guys and like i said i just wanted to fit the bill so and that was my first show of the season so um you know, I was like, okay, 12. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pro debut. Fine yeah. by me. But, um, but yeah, that, that was that show. And then I think I probably did some more work travel. I'm sure I did. And then oh, yeah. <laughs> two weeks, um, and then had the Yorton cup, you know, two weeks mm-hmm. later, which is a Sunday show. Um, mm-hmm. obviously the, the OCB's premier event of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I did classic physique in that show, which I originally won my pro card in classic physique so i was like i'm gonna do classic in the show um they ran that show in cohorts or in in segments um which meant that we were you know first you, you know the whole you know that you know the whole you knew the whole thing but um mm-hmm. james james is awesome and came in the night before and uh you know and hung around with me for the, the next uh you know the, the day of the show and all that stuff so he knows all this stuff he's the man yep. for that um but uh which i liked though i I liked how they broke it up into segments they kept things you know organized um and uh you know shorter for the you know the audience and for for the competitors like to the point like Mm -hmm. um in general uh you know shows can drag like mr america did drag like to be blunt it did drag but um and New York, and they, they kept it on schedule too. Like they yep. started on time. They finished, I think, I think they even finished the first segment like 15 minutes early or something like that, which is, which is tremendous. So, um, which is crazy too, because you and I both know since we were there, that first class, the, the, open the body bodybuilders were on stage like, was like 20, 30, 27 minutes or something. Yeah, like it was that. about 30 yeah. minutes, which, mm-hmm. which they, they were rushing. I was in right after that. And they were rushing us like right when they got the bodybuilders. I said, oh, you guys got to you gotta get line up, get ready, get mm-hmm. ready, get ready, get ready. And then, yeah, we waited backstage for like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, they, they did, you know, had a, had a long call out for that. So um, I think, yeah, I think there were eight guys in that, in that, in that class, but uh, class of physique mm-hmm. was a big, um, yeah. big in that show. There were, there, uh, I was in, they broke it up into, into two, two, um, two, groups uh i don't know a or a and b or one and two whatever i was in the first first group which i don't know how they assigned it but um two two groups of 10 so um you know went through that show uh i don't know if you have any comments on on that show or you were there so or any anything to add i think you hit on it i mean as well run placements and stuff like that but I mean, I think we dove into that a little bit. I mean, we did a slight recap of the Orton, um, some, you know, legends obviously competing in that show, um, some placings that some people agreed with and didn't disagree with. But I mean, overall, I, I don't think any major uh, hoopla or anything there. But like you said, it was it was to the T, like they kept everything moving. Yeah. Um, that venue itself is a really cool venue too. Soldiers it was and a sailors. Cool venue. Um, the only, I mean, like the stage and all that is fantastic. My only critique would be like, you know, you saw it backstage. It's tight. It's really tight. As it opposed to tight. Mr. America, where you had like this giant ballroom where you could oh, kind of yeah. spread out and claim your own spot. So, oh yeah, that, that was great in Mr. America. Like, cause well, technically, yeah, maybe I'll get in trouble for this, but like, 
I, I brought my brother and 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 my friend backstage. I'm like, there's so much room back here. Like, you know, it's, they're not going to be in the way of anyone. <laughs> like, there's mm-hmm. so much room back here. But yeah, yeah it, it was so tight. Backstage. You're like packed in a hallway. Yeah, packed was, in a hallway was... with like museum stuff that you really shouldn't be touching. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, so, yeah. They were yeah. and they were like on us about touching stuff, touch the walls. Yeah, which was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that the the venue was pissed off by the end of the day, but you know. Yeah. But uh. But. Yeah, so I ended up placing ninth out of ten in that show, which I was a little, a little disappointed in. Um, I thought my, I, I think the way that they judged it, they kind of judged it by, by the way, you know, they say they, they're going to judge it is, you know, conditioning is less emphasized. Which, um, James, you can touch on where I placed conditioning wise in that in that lineup. I mean, I think you were hands down one of the most conditioned on the stage um yeah but yeah like you i think you kind of hit it on the tee there the ocb has whether you like it or not they have kind of stuck to their guidelines for classic physique where they go a lot more for the shape the posing um and just like a more not less conditioned right because they're not telling people to not come in sharp but it's just a different look yeah like i don't like to be blunt to be fair i don't think my condition hurt me like i think it helped me but it didn't overcome some you know some shortcomings that mm-hmm. um I, I just don't i just like in hindsight i don't know that my physique fits super well into classic um mm-hmm. like i don't have that like f- great fullness through the chest and the arms that a lot of these guys mm-hmm. do um yeah. i mean i've got a good frame in terms of like wide clavicles um and then my quad development's good but that isn't really that uh, looked at that closely i i feel like in in classic there's no mandatory most muscular um mm-hmm. you know the, the only time you can see kind of that x frame is in the in the really in the front relax which i think i probably did did okay in but um mm-hmm. you know it, it's those those side shots that that can that really can you know make or break you which i i think i could have done a lot better on my front relax, drawing my waist in. Some of these guys had really tight waist from the side too, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I don't have a crazy, crazy tight waist. Um, I could have drawn it in more, that's for sure. But, um, and twisted a little bit harder, but, um, you know, that's just kind of like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. it should just, you know, I think open bodybuilding is, um, is probably a better fit for me. Cause I, I know I was, I actually looked, I know I looked tighter and better at the Orton than I did at mm-hmm. the, Mr. America. I was a few pounds lighter and I, and my conditioning was definitely better. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. it was, it was good at the Mr. America, but it was definitely even better, which again, is funny because this, the stage photos don't show that. <laughs> but yeah. I look, yeah. I look tighter. I look tighter at Mr. America, but I, I can tell you, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, that's going to be like a reoccurring theme because it's the kind of the same with the, with the photos and the lighting and everything. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking of your gym photo and your Crocs and PJ pants after the, was that the monster mash? After the monster mash and then looking at the monster mash photos. Yeah. 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 The comparison between the lighting on stage and the photos on stage versus like you looking absolutely like dice to the gills under the gym lighting. after. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, That was Um, that show. We, we had a good permani sandwich after which James got to see how much, you know, I was like enjoying that. Yeah, that was your first. I mean, you prepped for a long time, so that was your first like off-plan meal in yeah, quite some yeah. time, I'm sure. It was. So. It was. I ate a lot that day too, in general. <laughs> um, and if if you don't know what we're talking about, if you're across the of the pond there, sorry, you probably won't ever get permanis um, unless you go to Pittsburgh. But if you're in the U.S. and you ever make it to Pittsburgh, you have to eat a permani sandwich. It's and, just like an obligation. And, and also, as a side note, you and, and all the meats are good. Like some people debate mm-hmm. about what what meats are like the real Permanis experience. Get whatever meat you like, mm-hmm. but do not ask for it without the fries and the coleslaw. Fries and coleslaw. Yeah, I mean that's what makes it. Yeah. Like the coleslaw is their coleslaw is is the best coleslaw, hands mm-hmm. down on the market. It's more of a vinegary coleslaw, which I like, but mm-hmm. I I think. It, I've never had coleslaw that's that's better than that. It's not like a super like crazy calorie. De- it's just calorie dense, like you know, fat laden thing. It's it's vinegary. It's t- tangy. It's it's mm-hmm. good. It's just I got a side of it. You know that. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. in addition yeah. to the sandwich, but anyways, yeah, that's enough food talk for now. But yeah, for yeah. Manny's highly so recommend. 
but that was that's that the was... Yorton wrap. Yep. And then where'd we go from there? Uh, more, more work travel, I think. And then, uh, two weeks later did the, the monster mash, the INBF monster mash, which is my first INBF, uh, slash WNBF show. Um, that was a Saturday show up in Worcester, Massachusetts near Boston. So, uh, got to meet up with a handful of guys up, up there, um, stayed with Josh, which was cool, uh, in an Airbnb, um, met up with Chris, Chris Barricott competed at the show, Nathan Hatley, my, my friend, Arondo, like Araldo. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, it was crazy how many people I knew at that show. Um, but that was, yeah, that was a Saturday show. Um, to be honest, I was not particularly impressed with how organized it was. Um, just a flurry of emails, like all over, that were all over the place. Um, just, just kind of long, lengthy emails. And it, you know, we had, polygraph here tanning here venue here it was just all over the place the um, and, and when you say here i know this i'm going to clarify for the for the viewers or listeners however you want to say it when he says here different locations not even different times not even different locations within the same building you guys were driving all over the place to get yes. to multiple different locations for multiple different things which i know would drive me absolutely crazy yeah. and i would just be so anxious about that yeah, and I think some of them were at the host hotel. Uh, I think that the polygraph technically, I think, was at the host hotel. Okay. But like, you know, the tanning was off site, and then they, um, and then the venue was at, at, at the DCU center, which is another site. Um, but it was just it was just all over the place and scheduling that and organizing that and, um, like, and there was an athletes meeting the day before the show, which was scheduled like. Uh, so that was a Friday athletes meeting, which was scheduled like on Thursday. We told about it on like Thursday. It's like, it was a zoom, it was a zoom athletes meeting. It wasn't really mandatory, but it's like, you know, it was, you know, 7 PM. And I mean, Josh, Josh got in like an hour before it or something like that. So I'm sure there were people that were traveling that couldn't make it, but mm -hmm. um, you know, overall organization could have been definitely better. Um a lot of things ran late too. And this is, this is me kind of, you know, expressing my thought, honest thoughts. I mean, uh, everything I've heard is the IMBF holds themselves to the highest, highest standard. And I didn't fully see that. I mean, I didn't see anything super crazy, but um, you know, things ran late. And when I say ran late, I mean, started late. They were starting late. It wasn't like things, you know, it take longer, you know um, mm -hmm. you know, the polygraphing the person wasn't there they were there late which that person was extremely rude and horrible person um you should fire her but um <laughs> she, the one downstairs there was she, she like whatever checked you in and got your paperwork and asked you a few questions and then you actually went upstairs to do your polygraph the person that did the mm -hmm. polygraph super nice super nice the person downstairs mm -hmm. nasty nasty person i'm sorry but she was nasty and you know james i'm pretty tolerant of people i'm mm -hmm. i'm yeah. generally easy to get along with most of the time but she was she was just not a nice person but anyways the person like i said the person upstairs polar opposite like great but um when they actually did the polygraph but anyways um that's that i don't need to get too deep into that but um and then the, the next day the show ran you know started up late they were they were i think running a little bit behind with the tanning and stuff like that um but the show started started late um overall uh i i competed it i laid in pretty heavy i was like 165 or something but i really had to pee like really had to pee so like that was like right at the cutoff of middleweights um so i ended up not being in chris barricott's uh weight class um but uh, so I snuck, snuck into middleweights and, and then peed and I was probably like three pounds under or something, <laughs> but um, competed in middleweights, um, which was a class of, of three of us. Um, pretty, pretty solid class. Um, took second in, in that, in that class. Um, I honestly think 
I'm not, I'm not upset with, with how it was judged. Um, I thought I could have won that class though, straight up. Um, Mm -hmm. I could have, and when I say that the way that I executed, I don't know that I deserve to win a class, but I think I could have done better with my posing, which I got that Mm -hmm. feedback. I could have done better in my side shots. Uh, I got beat on posing. Um, because uh, the guy that beat me um, was was bigger than me, dude. His quads were just—you saw the photos, like I've seen the photos. Yeah, his quads were ridiculous. large. Like it's like Tom, natural Tom Platts. Like yeah. ridiculous, ridiculous. So he was he was bigger than me. Um, mm-hmm. I be- definitely beat him on conditioning, but he beat me on size, and so that was like you know that left it down to posing. And to be blunt, he outposed me. So. Mm-hmm that's on me. I've got to do better on posing. You know, if I, if I do better on posing, I think I can, I win that class, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that was, that was that. Um, Another thing that they did, which I didn't like, which is just kind of rinky dink. They handed in Chris, I know is quite displeased with this is that they handed out the, and announced the awards uh, for the, for each class backstage because they didn't have time or something like that. I don't know. It was bullshit. Um, mm. Yeah, it was. It, it Chris, you can we, maybe we can maybe we get Chris on. We should get yeah, Chris yeah. back on. But he was um, pretty opinionated the first time, so this ought to fuel him up. Yeah, a bit. so you need not to say to, that like while let, on stage they did not announce one, two, three, they, four, five. That was whatever. the weird part is that they did it backstage and then they went on and, and announced it like like on. It was really bizarre how they did it. Like mm-hmm. it was just like I don't I it, it and Chris Chris let the promoter know like she he let her know backstage mm-hmm. he was not happy and Chris I think I in we were talking before the show uh, he had mentioned that they had done that before for other shows in the past and he specifically said don't do that and they they did that so mm-hmm. that was like man that's just like what the hell are you doing <laughs> sort mm-hmm. of thing that's that's fully within their control that was just i don't i don't interesting i yeah. did not I'd love that to, I'd love rather to than having that full on stage yeah. experience announce your name and finding out mm-hmm. then it's like you're finding out backstage um which which is funny because chris won his class and was pissed <laughs> mm-hmm. well it takes takes it away right i mean that's it does. like it takes away from the moment the thrill of it how many you know you see those like awesome responses when the person like finally wins their pro card or you know all that stuff oh, yeah. up on stage it's between one and two and it's tight and yeah i mean that's yeah that's an experience i think they did do the uh the 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 announcement for the pro card mm-hmm. like when they did the overall i think they did do it on stage so i think they did do that right i okay. I, I i wasn't up there and i i'm trying to rec- recollect but i think they did that one right okay so i can't can't guilt them on that but um overall that the you know chris has gotten into this uh you know based on the uh the stage photos we all looked 12 weeks out we all looked fat soft watery spilled you know mm-hmm. which is just fun um again that's something you you've got to get right <laughs> i'm sorry but you've got to get that right um mm-hmm. you know and you touched on it what i look like you know in the gym and uh, under the good lighting shout out to Devin for finding the, the, the half natty lighting for me, um, mm-hmm. which he's awesome for that. And he's like, stand there. I want you to take, you need to come over here. I found good lighting. Take your shirt off and <laughs> stand right here. I was like, okay. I was like, awesome. like kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm like, nah, but that's a good idea. And that, now in hindsight, I'm like, that was, that was a good idea. Thank you, Devin. You're the man for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was just like, you know, it is what it is, but it's, it's, it's disappointing. That's something I, I think you got to get right. And I, I think in general, I mean, from everything I've heard is the IMBF and you can kind of tell them a little like mm, about the IMBF um, where, you know, they kind of, not only say claim, but kind of seem to want to hold themselves to like the highest standard, the highest standard of bodybuilding. And mm-hmm. that weekend was, mm, it was, mm-hmm. It wasn't, I didn't see any like shady shit or anything like that, but you know, the overall organization and the attention to detail was, was not there. It was not there, but, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we can get more into that and you can get Chris's opinion on that too. Um, but uh, yeah, I know he's, we've 
gone back and forth that he echoes similar sentiments on on some of those things and i i don't want to turn this into a bashing organization yeah, but yeah. i i am getting you know seeing uh, i don't know more sides of organizations than um i have in the past so mm-hmm. um but yeah that was that was the uh, last show of my season so um did a few photo shoots after that and a few weeks after um, i was quite a bit heavier after eating a lot <laughs> I, i'm still i'm getting to the point where i'm finally um getting my hunger and appetite under control um mm-hmm. but uh i had a i've had a handful of binges and just like off the rail shit since since then which is on you know my my stomach is bottomless and and to to put it into context the day of the monster mash i allowed myself to just enjoy food and just like eat kind of like i didn't have a single i didn't have any binge episode and i put back six seven thousand calories i looked i looked because i logged it i'm like holy shit i ate seven thousand calories i'm like i ate that comfortably like there was just (laughs) no binging it was just like you know eat good sized meals like we had you know went out to um a, a grill afterwards uh with chris mm-hmm. and his family which thank you chris is chris mr and mrs barricott because they paid for our entire table um they are mm-hmm. awesome um for that um because it was it was a big table there were, there were a lot of us i mean josh was there and and uh devin and jake came along too josh's parents were there um, you know, and then obviously Chris and some of his friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big table and yeah, thank you so much to you guys. But, um, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know, I ate, I like, what did I eat? The cheesesteak, uh, some Brussels sprouts, a can of, a cup of soup, a little bit of flatbread, but that adds up. I did scarf down a couple candy bars after the show, Josh and I wish <laughs> I brought Josh's kryptonite, which is Reese's cups. I'm allergic yeah. to Reese's cups, so I brought him Reese's cups. I had a, I don't even know what was it, a salted caramel Twix, which I'd been eyeing up for a while, but um, and a Milky Way. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I ate that, and then uh, I don't even know what I trained after. I trained after that. Uh, yeah, you guys went to that gym. Went to the gym, which yeah. that that impact fitness auburn if you're ever up that way that's awesome gym awesome gym highly highly recommend it um and then had some food after that and then uh, or like a post training meal i think i grabbed like a protein shake and i don't even know whatever they had in like the vending machines or whatever and then josh and i got some mediterranean food which i got like a mediterranean bowl or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, and like a side uh, beet salad i think um and then we went to walmart and a blue red blockers and i got two pints of halo top or i think a pint of halo top pint of enlightened and ate a, i think a, it's still so funny like that and a full stack of rice over, cakes what's season's that over and you're still buying halo top and stuff like that and you just ate like a salad and like oh it's i so ate two, two pints though yeah dude it's still, yeah, it's still that, like get the real I mean. stuff dude yeah. i put seven thousand <laughs> calories back like eating like that like yeah like yeah think about that. eating like still somewhat like realistic food yeah like yeah. nothing really that that reckless other than like mm-hmm. a couple candy bars like i mean yeah. i sure a cheesesteak but like i even i had i had soup and vegetables and alongside it and like mm-hmm. that that bowl of whatever the 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 mediterranean bowl was like full of vegetables and stuff like that and the, the salad mm-hmm. was beets which is huge but it, yeah literally bottomless bottomless but like set and i was like holy shit i ate seven thousand calories i mean that was like obviously estimated but i i always log that mm-hmm. stuff to you know but yeah, anyway just out of curiosity yeah, yeah that was fun. um but, all right so everything's kind of you kind of hinted that you've been fighting with a little bit of the binges but getting back to some sort of normalcy um, yeah. Now I know like you're still locked in with your training, everything you don't ever really go off the rails. Mm-hmm. So what's kind of, what's the future holding? What do you think? What are your plans? Yeah. So I'm going to take, take a good bit of time off here. Uh, I need, I need a good, good recovery phase mm-hmm. um, physically, physiologically. I haven't had a, uh, I'm going to be blunt. I haven't had a sex drive since like July. So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, that's kind of been my marker of, yeah, my hormones are all over the place. So um i don't know i'll probably feel recovered by like i don't know april maybe okay. march probably march 
like 100 percent, probably by like march ish mm-hmm. but um i'm actually kind of i'm less distracted though right now which again we can get that's this is probably tmi but <laughs> i kind of like it so i'm actually like eh, i don't really want that back but the rest of the stuff can come back but yeah anyways <laughs> um i'm less distracted now but uh yeah probably won't compete until probably 2024 ish something like that mm-hmm. i haven't really thought that far ahead but uh mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of train training's been, you know, been good. Honestly, I didn't really experience that like post show and AJ made a post about this, like a post show like really massive dip in training motivation. Um mm-hmm. that I did I definitely did in 2018. I definitely remember it, 2018. And I mean, like it's not like I didn't experience some like small little drop, but like I was like, oh, I actually am not really that you know crazy unmotivated i didn't feel like like unmotivated to train so to speak mm-hmm. um which i think yeah i we can cover that at another point in time but i think i, I rely less on like rage and emotion these days um mm-hmm. than i used to uh which i i mean i i do channel it occasionally but um i use it i think a lot more sparingly than i used to um, which I think, I think probably had, had an impact. I could be, could be off base, but, um, and Josh and I had this discussion, like, um, in terms of like, you know, I, I listen to music in the gym, but like, I, I've realized like, especially in the last like few, like year or two that, um, I don't really pay as much attention as I used to, to the actual music that's going on in my ears. Like I'm just mm-hmm. locked into my execution just thinking about execution, um, that you know at the beginning of sets they get me amped up on on certain certain movements like Mm -hmm. usually my like lower body compounds that's about that's about it but i don't really need you know i don't need to get amped to do like a lat pull down um Mm -hmm. i mean maybe maybe a little bit going like for like a like a heavy ass pull up which because i can load up a fair bit of weight around my waist but um nothing nothing reckless though um, but anyways, that, um, I think has helped me kind of manage that psychologically. Um, didn't really get massive post-show blues. I had like a couple little things where I'm like, wow, it's over. I'm a little disappointed it's over. And I was looking through photos. It definitely hit me at one point, like at one point, um, like I was, I was scrolling through like, holy shit. Like I got feathered quads and I'm like, mm-hmm. and now it's like, I'm not, chasing that anymore like and now i'm just it's it's gone it's done it's like the feathered quads are 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 fading and i'm like no but you know um that was that was a short-term thing fleeting um you know Mm -hmm. i was i was pretty like i don't want to say depressed but you know down about it for i don't know maybe like a half hour or so whatever but an hour whatever it was but Mm -hmm. um it, it nothing nothing super crazy i've handled it better psychologically than i did in 2018 that's for sure um yeah but yeah. the food the food has been yeah, like bottomless like I, I i'm still finally getting back to like somewhat of a normal hunger but um yeah it's uh that's been the, the trickiest part for me but yeah. yeah yeah and it's it's a fine balance right because you don't want to continue to deprive yourself because it almost like is a negative feedback loop but you also can't lose control either. Yeah. Um, you see people on either ends, right? It's the people that take it to the extreme where they gain like a quarter pound of weight a week for the next like 10 weeks until they're like recovered, maybe like a year and a half out, you know, down the road. Yeah. Versus the people that just like binge for three weeks. And then now like, all right, great. You now need to cut again. Yeah. You're like 30 pounds for up. It. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a, a balance. There's a, there's a middle balance. I mean, to be, to be fair, like on paper, like I've done okay. Cause I'm up like, what 11 pounds in like four weeks whatever which really is not i don't think anything that 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 bad that's from my that's like 11 or 12 pounds from my like lowest prep weight too which is 157 um so realistically i'm really not doing that bad but it could have been i'd say less 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 of this Mm -hmm. yeah but you know 
I, I don't we'll call know. them aggressive off-season refeeds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had some aggressive refeeds where I would just yeah. at the end end of the day I would just like wake up at night middle of the night and be like I'm hungry and I go to sheets. <laughs> there you go. Man, sheets is a deadly weapon. I love sheets. Uh, you can you can overeat very easily there. That's for sure. That's been like two of my post-show meals, if you will, because I'm always traveling for them. Like I'll just go to sheets and just like load up on all their food, put it in the passenger seat next to me and just like eat the entire way home. It's so it's, I love sheets. The MTOs mm-hmm. are so good. What's your go-to? I mean, I guess it so, depends. If, they have so much stuff though. It probably really depends maybe. on context. I mean, if I had to like, if there's one thing that I crave or one combination of things, I you probably say love, mac and cheese bites. I was going to say Wisconsin cheddar bites. I've, I've never had the mac and cheese bites yeah. and it's probably for the best. Mm-hmm. they're uh, good they're good um but those and then um, the like the grande breakfast burrito and i'm talking like the one with like two tortillas with the cheese in the middle and then you get like guac and sour cream and cheese and eggs and i've done sausage that one. i've done the, I've done the wraps i've done the breakfast the breakfasts are really good mm-hmm. breakfast is the go-to i'll get it regardless of what time like because mm-hmm. i only pass by sheets when i drive like back to maryland or if i'm traveling so it's like 4 p.m. I don't care. I'm getting a breakfast burrito. It's all good. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> sheets is sheets is great. They actually they actually have a lot of like macro friendly options too. Which yeah, I've, yeah, they do. I've taken I've, full I've, advantage I've, of that. Like their salads are are very good. And if people mm-hmm. for people who don't understand, sheets is like a, a convenience store, but it's like it's like it's way more than a convenience store. Made to order food within a gas station, but like not just your like gross pit stop gas station yeah like it's a you know it's good it's they're they started nice out, i think as a deli that like sold gas and then i've just grown from there yeah it's a family-owned so, business i'm i'm a big fan of their business in general but um i'm yeah very very partial to sheets i love i love sheets yeah their food yeah. is food is phenomenal I, i'll say that when i'm fat too so yeah, absolutely i still eat there when i can way better than wawa so all you people from philly can shove it because wawa is terrible they have no options in the See, I will, I will disagree with you on the, the Wawa is terrible. Wawa is good. I think Wawa is good, but Sheets is better. Yeah, Sheets all the way. I but. can't hate on Wawa. I actually like Wawa, but <laughs> I love Sheets. That's blasphemy. You can't like both, and you can't be from Pittsburgh and like Wawa. Oh, but I Sheets is better, though. But no, I'm being objective. Wawa, yeah, I, yeah. I think Wawa is decent. I think I think going down the rabbit hole now because like 99% of our viewers are not oh, from the I've triggered area. everyone <laughs> in the spectrum because I've 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 triggered yeah. the Pittsburgh people that that hate Wawa. Mm-hmm. I've triggered the the uh, the Philly people that that think Wawa is better than Sheets. So I've triggered everyone. I've yeah, tri- probably triggered you know everyone if, if you're listening to this and you haven't been triggered, leave a comment below. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're still listening to us ramble on about just like random stuff at this point. So um, we're probably actually pretty close on time. So let's, let's wrap it up with something actually to leave the viewers with some, some, you know, a takeaway here. So from, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, your season was a long season. You had a lot of ups and downs. You had a lot of travel that you managed through it. You competed in a lot of federations um leave us with a gem you know what's one takeaway even if just reflecting for your own merit because that may help someone else takeaway um that's tough um i won't get too deep unless you want something super deep but i mean i think it's a good idea i think to um when you're picking out shows to get some feedback on the shows um and it doesn't always matter as much what organization is putting on the show as it does the actual promoter who who is promoting the show and mm-hmm. you know i really suggest and, and again um jeff and i jeff and i've discussed this in detail chris and i discussed this in detail um chris barricott um that i think that that the the promoter is what matters the most in terms mm-hmm. of who's putting on the show um ask around you know say hey have you competed in the show or find people that have competed in the show or competed with this promoter um you know obviously we touched on like there's you know sketchy shit that goes on in, in some organizations and some um promoters but you know some promoters aren't necessarily sketchy but they just don't you know uh put on mm-hmm. a great show or sometimes it may not even be the fault of promoter they have you know a, a venue that's tough or you know tough tough circumstances and 
you know, had to, had to switch venues or have to switch every switch venues every year, you know, that makes, it can make things tricky or that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, that, that's what mm-hmm. I would say is, is it doesn't yeah. always matter as much what organization is putting on the show as much as it does, you know, who's promoting it, where it's, where it's being, you know, where it's being held, all that, all that fun stuff. Especially at the amateur level and even more, especially at the debut level, right? You want a good experience. So do your research, talk with the people that have been there within the organization or within, you know, that specific show. Yeah. Cause there's, there's fantastic promoters across lots of different federations um, mm-hmm. You can agree or disagree with the politics behind some of the decisions, the different things. But if you're new that you don't, you're not aware of it and it doesn't matter to you. Um, and to an extent, like some of that doesn't matter if you're just doing it for the experience anyway. So, yeah. But if you're doing yeah, it for the say, experience, I mean, you, you, I mean, at least look into how the show lighting is and how the mm-hmm. contest photography is. I think mm-hmm. that that's definitely worth, worth digging mm-hmm. into. Cause that's your takeaway. You know, you get a trophy and you get some photos and you get an experience and the people that you meet. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, do, and do everyone wants to have sure. those photos to look back on and, and to post. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, I mean, this sport is, is very social media oriented, mm-hmm. you know, to have those is, is huge. So that's, that's probably my, my biggest takeaway is that, you know, to mm-hmm. do, do, do like the, Yeah. Yeah. But. All right. Well, I think, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, people hopefully by now know where to find us. It's tagged in every single one of our videos. Um, but yeah, thanks Dan uh, for time. And uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for moderating me and keeping me on track too. I didn't, I did do too much. I think we, you know, all in all kind of kept it pretty well contained. This is better than the um, infamous uh, <laughs> wedgie wedgie scandal that was cut from our filming. I'll leave that there. Leroy can decide whether he wants to cut it again or not um <laughs> we'll see if he cuts me at all yeah yeah Hopefully not. um yeah so we should do like a deleted scenes one of these at some point but yes that is it i have the recording the- too this time so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that is I it have, for this week's have, episode I of Maddie news power. daily i have the power yeah. <laughs> dan has the power like subscribe share um the the awards that we're doing this week uh this will probably be the next week that you guys see this video but that has really been like boosting the follow rate but we're still not at that ten thousand where we get the cool swipe up feature and all that fun stuff so let's get there so we can spread the word a little bit better and, we've got and lots of cool thank you guys for, for tuning when we hit in. 10k too so oh yeah yeah we do <laughs>